from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you this morning and every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. If you haven't become a member of the show, the time to do so is right now. It's free and it's easy. It takes a couple seconds. Links up to your email, and this is how it works. Go to mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, click follow. That'll prompt you to link it to your email. You do so, and you'll be emailed every single time the show goes live, so you'll never miss a live broadcast again. On top of that, you'll have the opportunity to chat with me in the live chat room, which only members can do. So my suggestion to you is to get on that right now and make it happen. Here on a Friday, TGIF, TGI Winter, it's TGIW, all over again. Well, every time that we think that the that <laughs> every time we think that winter might be going away, it's not, folks. It's here. It's hanging out. We'll discuss it in a moment. But happy to have you here on the broadcast. Appreciate you being here. You know how we do every single Monday through Friday. It's the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street. In Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny USA. It is the home of the Dan Tortora Special. Voted one of the top five sandwiches in central New York because you're awesome. So thank you for that. Go out and get it. Bacon, egg, and cheese inside of a Belgian waffle. That's how we do it. That's how we spin it. And breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday and up until 2.30 on Sunday. So pop in there to the Market Diner and get yourself the Dan Tortora Special, and you will not be disappointed. Thank you to the countless numbers of people that have done that. I appreciate it so very much, and I thank you for your time, and I thank you for going out there and getting it. So shout out to you. With that being stated, it is time to get into that morning menu, as we always do on a Friday. We're going to start off the show with the annoying moment of the week. It is the acronym AMOW, like JWOW, but better, and yeah, a lot better. So, AMOW is the annoying moment of the week. It's like AMOW. So, that's how we're going to start off the show today. And then we're going to go into Sound Bites of the Week, which I did a little spin and a little twist. Something different for Sound Bites of the Week. I'm going to have a Philly fan and a New England fan duke it out in Sound Bites of the Week. We got Justin Turner coming on at... 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and we have Donna Cavino coming on at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Donna's going to talk Patriots, Justin's going to talk Eagles, you decide who has the better argument and what you think about the game coming up here. So the sound bites of the week this week for Super Bowl weekend go to the fans. Appreciate it. Very excited about it. So Justin joins me at 9.30 to talk Eagles, Donna joins me at 10 to talk Patriots. And then after that, around 10.20 a.m. Eastern Time, we're going to be joined by the man you know him very well on the show. That is Mike Sofka. He's going to join me to discuss the Super Bowl. Him and I, we're going to go a little bit deeper into what's going on with the Super Bowl, what we think about the upcoming game, and so much more. 
all on today's broadcast. So, happy TGIF. It is time to get into the annoying moment of the week. And folks, that means it's time for me to have some fun. Here we go. Dan Tortora proudly brings you... Is that for real? Are you kidding me? The annoying moment of the week. I, I really honestly, I don't know how to respond to this. Presented by Carvel DeWitt. 4322 East Genesee Street. It's what happy tastes like. Do you have to be that crazy? I guess so. The annoying moment of the week. Proudly presented to you by Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street. It is what happy tastes like and the annoying moment of the week. Coming to you from Carvel, the irony of it all. Because Carvel takes any annoying moment that you've had in your life and turns it into a great day instead. Carvel is here to help. They're here to be with you. Have some fun and enjoy your life. So... There's the irony of having the annoying moment of the week proudly presented to you by Carvel DeWitt because Carvel just makes smiles. But we have some fun here, and Carvel's a phenomenal sport here in uh, DeWitt, New York, to do this segment. I've done this segment for almost a decade with me where I get to go and have some fun and go off about something in a respectful way but a funny way and to get you guys hopefully laughing and appreciating the day and smiling, which is what Carvel is all about. So, with that being said, I told you I was going to have a bunch of scoops for the annoying moment of the week this week, and I do, okay? There's at least three. Let's say three. We got about there, right around that region. Now, for those of you listening to Monday's show, I had a little Monday annoying moment of the week and uh, was talking about a social media outlet that was being a little bit ridiculous. So I did have an early annoying moment of the week, and here is the true annoying moment of the week on Friday. So you already got a sample of what this scoop would taste like, and we got a bunch of scoops here, so let's get into it. First annoying moment of the week, the first scoop, in no specific order, Poxitani Phil, he saw his shadow. Now, I can't ever remember if it's, does he see his shadow and there's more? Does he not see it and it's more? But allegedly, because he saw it, so now I understand, there will be more snow in the forecast. So, Big surprise to everybody living in central and upstate New York and in the Northeast. There's going to be more snow. Oh my God. I bet you didn't know. I bet you didn't think it. Now, the snow, this is the thing why the snow is the annoying moment of the week. I don't mind watching snow. I don't mind seeing snow. I don't mind playing in snow. I don't mind the white beauty of the snow, how pure it looks when it hits the ground. And it's just, I mean, it's just amazing. Okay, I love snow. I love the purity of it. I love the cleanness of it and the beauty of it and the majesty of it more than I like the majesty of a, of a spike by a football player, but that's another story for another day. So I love it. I don't love driving in it. I don't love swerving in it. I don't love shoveling it. So there's that side of the snow. So there's going to be six more weeks, folks. I bet you didn't think that it could have happened. Yeah, right. Okay. I told you we had two not so great winners, right? We had two pretty hefty winners in a row. So I told you last year, I didn't have to look at the farmer's almanac. I said, if you have two bad winners, you usually get a break. Last year, we got a break. This year, 
we're back to being the Northeast, and this is what it's like, and this is what's happening. So, one of the annoying moments of the week is that Poxitani, but this is the thing about Poxitani Phil. What about Syracuse Steve? What about, let's think about this, what about Florida Fiona? I want to know what all the groundhogs are seeing. I want a consensus, okay? Because Poxitani Phil, sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong, but here's the beauty about the job of, of being with the weather. And I mean no disrespect by a meteorologist when I say this. If I get a prediction wrong, some Nimrod online might go, Hey, Dan, you said that Syracuse was going to beat Georgia Tech. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Dan? I could have got 17 right in a row, but I got that one wrong. If I'm a meteorologist, there's a great chance that I will have 17 days wrong and one right. And you don't get fired. What an amazing job. Hey, guys, think it's going to be sunny and beautiful today. You wake up and it's a blizzard. I have a little bone to pick with the meteorologists that were around when I was in high school because they used to tell me it was almost certain we were going to have a snow day. And then I'd wake up in the morning and it was 20 degrees out and sunny and there was no snow on the ground and it was beautiful. It was 45. It was just like a majestic day. And I kind of sort of didn't really push to do my homework because I wanted the day off. So to the kids out there that get a snow day today or whenever, appreciate it, folks. Enjoy it, folks. And to Poxitani Phil, man, I don't know why people hate on you, brother, because you're just doing your job, right? Haters going to hate, players going to play. They pull you out of a groundhog hole. That's what I'm going to call it because I don't know the true name for it. I'm going to call it a hole in the ground for groundhogs, a groundhog hole. So they pull you out of this hole, and they sit you on the ground and go, did he see his shadow? Did he not see? I mean, this guy's like, I just want to sleep, man. And my name's not Poxitani Phil. I'm from Scranton, and it's Samantha. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better pick me up and realize I'm not a boy. So, and why is it always got to be a dude, right? So I just, (laughs) I'm trying to make this something because people blow things out of proportion these days. And I'm essentially making fun of that. So in all honesty, Poxitani Phil saw his shadow. That means we're going to have more winter. I could have told you that when you woke up this morning and my wife told me that she sat in the same place for half an hour. I could have told you that winter wasn't going anywhere. So more winter. I love to watch it. I call it Star Wars, right? When you're driving and it's, and, and the, all the flakes, they're like big snowflakes and they're coming at your car and it looks like you're driving through the stars. So cool. So I love the Star Wars effect and I love to watch it and I love to relax and watch it, but I don't like to drive in it. So that's not fun for me. So that's, that's something that is the annoying moment of the week. The fact that we will have more snow in the sense of I have to drive in it, but the rest of the stuff I'm good with. And the fact that I want to apologize to a curb in Baldwinsville that I drove on and off of twice. I apologize to you. I hope that you're okay. I believe that my car's okay, and hopefully it is. The second scoop of the annoying moment of the week goes to, and I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna try and get too deep in this because you know me. I want to have fun. I want to have a good time. There's a pet peeve that I have in this world, right? There's people that don't like you. They just don't, right? They see. My mom went into a store one day. She was working for a food company, and this lady was super mean to her. And didn't give her the time of day and was really disrespectful. And my mom, if my mom had a question, she wouldn't like readily answer it and whatnot. So 
my mom went over to her and she said, not nothing, ma'am, but I've never met you. I don't think that I know you. So can you please tell me why you have such a problem with me? And the lady looked at my mom and I kid you not. She said this to my mother. She said, I don't know what it is about you. I don't think I know you either. I don't know what it is. But when I look at your face, I just don't like it. And I was like, that's a pretty terrible thing to say to somebody. She's just like, I just see your face and it makes me angry and I don't know why and I just don't like it, okay? You should understand. Well, there's a the thing. There's people that are like that. They just don't like you, right? They don't like your success. They don't like the way you look. They don't like how you talk. They don't like what you believe in. They don't like the clothes you wear. They don't like whatever. But there's the people that know you, have known you, have been around you for years and one miscommunication goes awry, and what happens? They don't like you anymore. Well, those people, as my grandmother would say, can go pound salt. Because it is the annoying moment of the week, because I think it's, and I said this to my wife, I, I think that this is bigger than, there's people, like if someone's rude to you, and they just don't like you outright, you're like, well, that sucks, whatever, what am I going to do, I can't change it. But when somebody knows you, has been in the trenches with you, has known you for years, and every single chance that you're around them, you're a good person, you're a nice person, you're a kind person, you're supportive of them, you're supportive of their family, you're supportive of what they do, you're always being accommodating, and the one time where they don't like something, and I'm not talking about you murdered somebody, or you stabbed somebody, or you stole from somebody, just a miscommunication, a miscue in a topic, or a conversation, or whatever, it's, think of it this way. It's like having family for 30 years and somebody goes to them and says, well, he hurt my feelings and then your family stops talking to you. That's how it is with some people. And to me, that's not family. To me, it's not, those aren't good people. If somebody can snap on you in a millisecond, they're not your friend. They're not your family. I don't care what your blood says. They're not there. And I want to put everybody on high alert for this. If you know me, and you know what I'm about, then when you come at me sideways, let me promise you something. You're not going to have a chance to come at me any other angle, any other time, because you're cut off. That's how it is. Pitch perfect, baby. Shout out. So I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on it, but I'm trying to be real about this. I see people in my life, and I see people in other people's lives, that somebody can just know you for 15 years and know everything about you, know who you are. Know your character, your content, what you are and what you desire and, and, and what you do things for. And then one conversation that they weren't even involved with, which makes it more hilarious because typically it's like, I heard that you said that. Mm -hmm. So those moments, those people, scum of the earth. They got to be because they should know who you are. And I had, a, and ironically, I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine yesterday, and I said, I'm done trying to prove to people who I am and what I'm about, because it's exhausting, it's tiring, and it's embarrassing. I want to just spend my life being Dan, because before I know it, my life could be over, and instead of spending my life being Dan, I spend my whole life trying to tell people who Dan is. If you don't know who Dan is, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, that's on you and you're going to fail the test and that sucks. Maybe you can get an incomplete. 
Maybe you can take it next semester. Maybe the teacher will be nice enough and give you bonus credit. But I'd suggest you be ready for the test because when somebody is in my life and I know who they are and something doesn't seem right with a pattern, my dad always told me, follow the bouncing ball, right? Follow the pattern. I dated a girl for three months. She was amazing. For eight months, she was terrifying. He looked at me one day and he said, who do you think is the real person? First three months were great. Now that she's comfortable, the last eight months have been terrible for you. Who do you think the real person is? And that's the truth. The real person is the consistent person. So when you're consistently good, you consistently are caring, and there's one incident that has nothing to do with caring and has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good person. It just has to do with a decision that you made or something that you thought made sense or the way that you understood something. And somebody can take that whole body of work and say, no. It's like being 100% on predictions for 10 years and you get one Super Bowl prediction wrong and, and people go, well, you can never trust that guy. You can never trust that lady. That's what it's about. Scum of the earth. If you don't know the people that you know, who do you know? Do you even know yourself? That's a question for you to ask. And you got to spend some time with it. So good luck passing the test. The other annoying moment of the week for this week has to do with eBay. And it has nothing negative to do with eBay. I love eBay. My wife introduced me to eBay. Here's the th- And everybody's like, your wife introduced you, really? eBay's been around for like 37 years. How did she introduce you to eBay? eBay's been around since like before Jesus was like on the earth. That's not true or accurate, but it has been around for a long time. I was always very skittish about eBay. I'm like, how do I know that these strangers, when I ask them to send me a sports card, aren't going to send me like dirty underwear or something like that? And then I want to send it back, but they don't accept refunds. So I got nervous about eBay. I said, how can I trust people out there to send me the right thing? Right? Because I've heard those stories about, what was it? The, uh, not, oh, the Thai Beanie Babies, where somebody's like, I got the chicken. Right? I got the rooster. And it's worth, I don't know, 90 bucks. And somebody goes and gets it on eBay and they get sent like a random chicken with its head cut off from some like claw machine that they paid 90 bucks for. And there was these like horror stories, right? But my wife was like, dude, try eBay. She didn't say that to me. She doesn't call me dude. But she was like, try eBay. See what it's like. See if you like it. So I did. And needless to say, I like it a lot. And I'm kind of a, maybe a little bit, maybe a little possibly bit addicted to it. Not addicted to it. I just like the thrill of the chase, right? I like, I like, not the thrill of the chase because I don't like to lose. But that's the thing about, let me rephrase everything I just said. I don't mind losing. I'm not a bad sport and I don't need to win everything and I'm not a gambler. With all of that being said, I like the thrill of eBay. That's what I was trying to get to. I like the thrill of it. And it's fun for me. And I've won a bunch of times. And I was like, boom, play it. Got you. So why is it part of the annoying moment of the week? Because I don't like when people outbid you with one second left. Those little monsters, terrible. I felt like there was like this one dude that was watching. We were we were bidding on a card, a uh, signature card. We were bidding on it, right? go back and forth, and you can't see who's outbidding you, but like, boom, in the last few seconds, I got outbid. I jumped to another card, same player, 
got outbid again. I was like, what in the F is going on here? I wasn't having it. So, oh, ExoCore said, you hate me then. Oh, bro, was it you? Mm-hmm. I know what ExoCores is doing. See, ExoCores is on eBay right now, probably seeing everything that he thinks that I might like, and he's bidding on it, and he's snatching it up so that he can put together a nice gift basket and give it to me for being such a nice person every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I think that that's what you're doing, EctoCores. Are you making me a gift? Me and my wife be sniping bids on eBay. Nice. Nice. Terrible, but nice. Snipe something for me. See, this is the thing. I'm learning how to be an eBay sniper. I'm learning. You know? Because I had I had a couple losses, right? Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounced back. That's what I'm saying. So, And I did. The first night I took two Ls. And then I bounced back. Because I was prepared, right? I was like, okay, I know these Jamokes. I know what they're about. I know that if I wait a little bit here and do... I'm not going to tell you all my secrets, but I knew, like, I felt people out and I knew what was going on. So I won. And I was like, all right, I'm feeling it. Then I won again. And I was like, I got this. And then I bid on something where I was like, I want it, but I don't want to think, I don't want people to think that I want it like so bad. So I casually like put in a bid a little bit sooner, like 15, 14 seconds sooner than I wanted to. And then I won it. So, you know, I've just been kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I do want to say to the person that charges $19 shipping, you must live across the street from me because I got that thing like in half a day. But that's excessive, right? Normally shipping's like what is two ninety nine, two sixty six, two something, two two something, three something. I paid for something that was almost the same price as shipping. That was uncalled for. That was too much. Great product. I don't know where it got shipped from. I feel like it came from Guam on a bird who gave it to a crocodile who jumped on a cruise ship, and the cruise ship went up this went up the the Atlantic side of this country. Dropped it off in a car in Virginia, took that, drove it up to Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania train to Syracuse, and it got to my house. Now, the reason why I just made that analogy is because I wanted to see what I would come up with. In all honesty, if that actually happened, I wouldn't have gotten it until probably 2021. But I got it super quick. So shout out to them. Everybody on eBay that I've worked with has been a stand-up citizen. So why don't you do 19 right? And when you do the 20th wrong, I'll hate you forever. That was the annoying moment of the week for the stuff. You see what I did there? You see how I, cause you, and then it was, but you did it. Did you see it? Did you get, okay. So, but eBay, this is my thing. You're part of the annoying moment of the week because those people snaked the bit. How about this? There was something that was like really, really valuable, right? To me personally, as a comic book. And I could have bought it a couple of years ago, but I didn't. I thought about it. I was like, eh, I don't need it. I already have a couple of these, so I don't need it right now. Uh, it was, it was a, it was, I can't walk. See, I don't want to say because I don't want y'all outbidding me, but it had to do with a character that is new in the comic book. So I had gotten one of their comics, but I, I didn't get the other one. I was like, let me not buy two. It was $3.99, right? $3.99. That's all it was and I didn't get it and now it's worth like 200 depending on what it is like two 
200, 300, 900, 1,000, blah, 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 blah. So it's worth a lot of money, right? So there was this really, really valuable thing, and they had it like $38 for the bid or something like that. It became 150. It was, it's 200. Let me look at what it is this morning. I'll tell you what it is right now. And Ectocores is going to bid on it with his wife, and they're going to win it for me. So thank you in advance. So let's see what we got here. Bids, offers. Do I have a bid on this? Nope. Okay, let me see. Gammy MO. All right, here we go. So it's $235 this morning, right? This thing was $38, and it's $235 right now insanity y'all need to stop bidding i gotta find some stuff that you can't find that's what i gotta do so but i'm doing good on ebay the only reason why it's a part of the annoying moment of the week is because you know those last minute swipers but now i know that it's ectocore so now i feel better so i'll just let him know the stuff i want and then you know i'll pay him the couple bucks difference or he can pay me for my troubles we'll take a step aside for a fast break that is the annoying moment of the week proudly presented by carvel dewitt you got three scoops today and a scoop on Monday. You should be full. If you're not, you know where to go. Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. Do not miss an opportunity to have that amazing Carvel flavor in the in the winter. It doesn't change in the winter. Even though it's cold outside, it doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have a treat here and there. Head over to Carvel DeWitt and try the wake-up call Sunday with cookie dough pieces and caramel swirl today. We'll take a step aside. We're going to Sound Bites of the Week. I decided this week that the sound bites will go to the fans. We got a Philly fan and a Patriots fan. Wow. Well, they're going to go up against each other. Coming up here in Sound Bites of the Week, we're going to have some fun in just a moment. This is a wake up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. 
let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name, so give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. The Market Diner prides itself on bringing the local community fresh ingredients that are better than going elsewhere. Open for breakfast, served all day, lunch and dinner with daily specials. The Market Diner is located at the Regional Market on Park Street, right across from Destiny, USA. For takeout, call 315-474-5247. The Market Diner. Local. Fresh. Better. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Having some fun here on the broadcast this morning, as we always do. There is no difference. We like to make you laugh, get you to think. And if you're having a bad day or you had a bad moment, maybe we could share something here on the show to let you know you're not alone with something that went down, and we can move forward with it together. So... This show is meant to be a positive, not break from life, but a positive addition to life. Because you can't, you can't take a break from life. Life is life. All you can do is make it the best that you possibly can. And we are so hard on ourselves and so hard on life that we always are wanting more and wanting better instead of appreciating what's right in front of us. And the funny thing is the Philadelphia Eagles, they wanted Carson Wentz. And I get it. They needed Carson Wentz. They felt like we can't do it without Carson Wentz. But as I said yesterday, you go to the dance with the girl that you brought and you dance with the girl that you brought. At the same time, sometimes you get to dance with her sister. And in this case, this is Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. The Eagles went to the dance with one. They're dancing with both. And they found a way to dance all the way to the Super Bowl. And with that being said, in Sound Bites of the Week today, I am allowing a representation of Philadelphia's fan base and a representation of New England's fan base to come on to the show today to represent the Eagles and represent the Patriots to tell me why they think their team's going to win. So there's only one way to bring this gentleman into the show. He's Justin Turner. He works for me and he's a massive Eagles fan and he has to come in this way. I never knew that there was an actual song for the Eagles. I knew Fly Eagles Fly was their thing, but it's it's a it's a full blown like almost forty second little chant here. Fly Eagles Fly, and I just paused it on hit them low. So you know, there you go. I mean, that's the Eagles have always been known as that gritty, tough, kind of dirty at times type of team, 
and I stopped it right on Hit Em Low, which is also one of the best parts of the song Hit Em High by Space Jam. So, it's good stuff. If you're connected to Space Jam, I feel like there's something within your life that you should be proud of. So with that being said, fly, Eagles, fly, hit them low and all the good stuff. Eagles representation, Justin Turner of the fan base, is here with me this morning to tell me why. Why Philadelphia will win the Super Bowl. Justin, how you doing today? You, you need to finish it, Dan. Hit them high and watch those Eagles fly, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, have you, now let, me, let me ask you a question. Have you known... Yeah. Have you known this song forever? Is this one where you're like, I didn't even know we had a chant and you had to look it up? I mean, let's let's be honest with each other here. Did you know that this was a thing or did you realize after being a fan for a while that this was a thing? Listen, my my first words as a kid were fly, go fly. And, and I would go from there. So we've always known that there's been a fights on hand. So that coming from Justin is is in the middle of work right now. He's saving lives at a hospital near you and has time to talk with me as well. That that me that makes him better than the TV doctors because he's found a way to be on wake up call with Dan Satora while doing open heart surgery. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think I'm kidding. Am I kidding? You're not. You're not doing surgery, right? It's it's, it's brain surgery. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Everybody will be okay. So yes, I. I have always known that there was a Eagles fight song. So, and we learn it from a very young age because it's the most important song you're ever gonna you're ever gonna hear. And they'll be playing it all over Patriot Nation come Sunday night and Monday morning when they're wallowing in their tears because of a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. I gotta ask you this, Justin: Why, 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 why did you become an Eagles fan? What did it for you? Was it a parent? Was it a friend? Was it growing up somewhere? What brought you and the Eagles together? Well, I mean, as you know, I'm a, I'm a Pennsylvania boy. Right. And in Pennsylvania, uh, there's basically a, a fine line. Uh, right down the middle of the state, one half is uh, that dreaded other P name. Um, Poxitani Phil? Is it Poxitani Phil? No? Poxitani? Is it him? It's close to Poxitani. Okay. It's close there. (laughs) Um, But I I mean, I I personally consider Pittsburgh uh, a portion of Ohio. Okay. So, really, I mean, there's only only one way to go in Pennsylvania, and that's the right way, and that's to become an Eagles fan. So I've always been an Eagles fan. I just, it's just taking us a little longer to get there and to get our first ring. But we will. We'll get it come Sunday. Now, you had yeah. you had the likes of, and I want to go to this really quick because you said it's taking a little while to get there. The last time you were there, you had Donovan McNabb, and the last time that that happened, it was the Patriots, and it was it was Tom Brady. So what what's different this time? What feels different? Does anything feel different this time? It, it absolutely does feel different. Um Granted, you know, 2004 was a long time ago. We had, you know, we had a great quarterback with Donovan McNabb and, you know, some good receivers. I think Terrell Owens was playing with, what, a sprained ankle, had one of the highest uh, ever receiving yard totals in a Super Bowl history game. Um, 
you know, and they, and they just couldn't finish. I mean, that was uh, love Donovan Nam as a as a Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Um, he gave us many great years, and uh, you know, took us to several uh, NFC championships, NFC East championships, and would never say anything bad about the guy, but. We, he just couldn't finish, and and that was the problem. And not blaming the 2004 Super Bowl loss on him, but you know, with him and Dominic Dawkins and Brian Westbrook, you know, and all those guys, it was a great team. But this team just feels completely different than the 04 team. And the 04 team was a great team. I think that um, we're hungrier now. You know, we, it's right there, you know, at the, at the tick, at the, the tip of, tip of our fingers, you know, it's in our reach. We have the the number three defense in the NFL. Uh, Our offenses, you know, would be better with Carson Wentz, but, you know, we got a great receiving core. We got a great three back system. And, you know, think about it. Nick Foles isn't really that bad of a, uh, a backup quarterback. You know, he has a season in 2014 where he throws 27 touchdowns to to two interceptions. He's got a 13.5 uh, TD to interception ratio. There's only one quarterback that has a better TD touch or touchdown interception ratio, and that's Tom Brady at 14. So we have all the tools to get the job done on Sunday. It depends on which team shows up. It depends on how much Tom Brady decides to pay the refs. It depends on how much Bill Belichick decides to pay the refs or Robert Kraft. So, we're hungrier than they are. We have a better defense than they do. We have a better receiving core than they do. Yeah, they have Tom Brady, they have Gronk. Who am I supposed to be afraid of next, Amendola? Come on. We got this, Dan. Coming from Justin Turner, a representation of the Philadelphia Eagles fan base saying, we got this. Top three defense in the country. Yeah, our offense would be better if Carson Wentz was there, but Nick Foles isn't bad. Got a lot of runners behind there. Got Corey Clement, got Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, who used to be on the Patriots and knows what it's like to win. And then you take all of that and couple that with the fact that there's been some resurgent careers with with guys that are on <clears throat> this receiving core of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. There's been a resurgence in the careers of guys like Alshon Jeffrey, who spent a lot of time with the Chicago Bears. There's been a resurgence with some other guys on the team, like a Torrey Smith, who had time in Baltimore and time in San Fran, Nelson Aguilar, starting to actually show himself here in the NFL a little bit more. And Zach Ertz just being the best option at tight end when it comes to Philadelphia. So, Justin, you said you believe that that's going to happen. I'm going to ask you a question here. Jacksonville has a number one defense in the country. They lost, and they did a lot of good things in the game. Penalties ended up killing them. So what do you think will be the X factor in this? Is this penalties again? You saw how Jacksonville lost when Tom Brady did not lead a single drive the full length of the field and got helped out by 30-yard, 40-yard in penalties at a time 
on two big-time drives. What can you say about that and looking at Jacksonville's game, knowing that Jacksonville had a amazing had an, has an amazing defense this season and Philly was behind that one. So does that concern you at all? You know, uh, I'm never going to talk bad about uh, Jacksonville. I know you're a huge fan, and I know how how this loss affected you. And Jacksonville came out guns blazing, come out phenomenal in the first half. And it was almost like they gave up with two minutes to go in the first half to let Tom Brady come down and score. Um, not let him, you know, aided by penalties. You, Tom Brady's um, game plan in the last two minutes, he doesn't drive down the field. He throws up a bomb and prays for a pass interference penalty. That's how they're getting down the field. Tom Brady didn't successfully drive his team down the field to score in a two-minute drill. He threw up a, a hope and a dream and got a pass interference call. And that's their MO. So our our defense needs to stay in control and stay contained and don't get those silly pass interference calls. Don't get those 40, 50-yard penalties. Stay in the game, stay in yourself, and have appropriate defense. Don't pass interfere. Don't hold. That's where we need to stay within ourselves to be able to, to win this game. And our they need to not give him the ball back in the last couple minutes of the game or in the last couple minutes of the half because that's when they that's when they shine you know whether it's by penalties or, or whatever it is for some reason if there's under two minutes left you know you're in trouble that coming from Justin Turner saying listen can't give the ball back to Tom Brady at the end of the half, or at the end of either half, at the end going into halftime or at the end going at the end of the game, I saw that firsthand at Gillette Stadium with the Jacksonville Patriots game that happened in the AFC Championship game. So we are no strangers to this. Tom Brady is the guy that comes back in the second quarter and the fourth quarter of games. He's something about surging late, stealing momentum and getting a team to play on their heels and getting a team to lose some belief in themselves or belief in the fact that they can hold down court at the end of that game. So, you know, I agree with you. I agree. Tom Brady, you got to keep the ball out of his hands as much as you possibly can. You got to keep him from having that opportunity, and he did. You know, he threw a pass Jalen Ramsey's way, and it was overthrown. He threw it the next play when they were playing Jacksonville, and the pass, infer- the pass interference penalty got called on Jalen Ramsey, and it was pass interference, and Jalen Ramsey admitted that. He said, listen, it was my bad. I screwed up. It was pass interference. But it's one of those things where you look at it like you said and said, Tom Brady wasn't trying to complete a pass. Tom Brady was just going back to that situation saying, okay, I'm going to play with your psyche, and I'm going to play with you because I, you just you just were guarding that guy. I overthrew the pass. He wasn't going to catch it. You were on him, and the ball wasn't in the right place. Now I'm going to do it again because I don't believe you can stop him twice. And when somebody does that to you, it can mess with your psyche if you are not of strong mind. So, you know, that is something to look out for. Tom Brady will be looking to do what he can, but it's very strategic 
And it's very much a chess game. And getting as for as many years as I've watched it, getting to see it firsthand at Foxborough, I had the opportunity to see that Tom Brady, you know, you get those calls. Like I said, you get those calls, you get those penalties. And he moved 47 yards on the drive before halftime. He got another 30 bonus when Jalen Ramsey pass interfered in the second half. So there's, there's these moments where there was just a lot of help on the side of Jacksonville getting penalties. They had six penalties for just shy of 100 yards. You look at that, 100 yards is the length of the field for the game. So Tom Brady getting put on Jaguars 30, the Jaguars 13. Of course he's going to score in those opportunities because he's right by your red zone or inside of your red zone. You put him there, that's where he's dangerous. You make him go the whole length of the field, and that's a different piece, but Philadelphia's got to get turnovers. Give me your predictions of the game. Are there turnovers? Who's scoring? Let's go down the line here. What's going to happen in this game? And then give me your score. I I think that um, I think Lee Blunt's going to have a uh, a big game. Uh, he's hungry. New England did him dirty. Um, got rid of him after one of his best career best seasons last year. Um, led the league in touchdowns, and they cut him. So, good for them. Good for us. Better for us. I think LeGarrette Blount's going to come out hungry. I think Chris Long's going to come out hungry. Um, I think they're going to get to Tom Brady, and they're going to get to him early. Um, last time Eagles played uh, Patriots in Foxborough, uh, beat them pretty handily. Uh, Malcolm, Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins had a 99-yard uh, uh, pick six. Um, the biggest key for our success in, in the game coming up Sunday is, is our defense where we've been strong all year. We had a couple of down games where uh, didn't really do too much, but defense needs to come out hungry, get a couple uh, turnovers, maybe pick six or two. Um, Nick Foles need to come comes out and uh, stick with his run pass option. You know, they, they took a, a lesson out of the Chip Kelly playbook with Nick Foles to get him into a comfortable position. Uh, Nick Foles wasn't running Doug Peterson's offense very well, so they they looked at uh, tape from the Chip Kelly area. One of the only good things that came out of the Chip Kelly area was uh, the way Nick Foles played. So they're gonna they gotta stick with the run pass, do the uh, some slot passes, get Jeffrey the ball, and just stay out of each other's heads and uh, just stay focused in the game. And I think that I think we'll be all right. Um, they're feeding off of the underdog role. And we're, I believe it's a four and a half point underdog right now. Started originally as a five and a half point underdog, but everyone was taking Eagles. So the points uh, decreased here a little bit. So um, as a fan, uh, as a fan and as just a fan of the sport, I mean, I, I really believe that that we have a, a great shot at this. And I'm going to go with a uh, 31-17 Eagles victory. Oh, word. Okay, 14-point victory for the Philadelphia Eagles, 31-17. You heard it from Justin Turner. He is obviously somebody who we know very well here on the show, works with Dan Tortora Broadcast Media. I couldn't think of another person Philadelphia-wise 
that would make more sense to come on than somebody who is constantly talking with me about Philadelphia. Rob Drummond is another guy that comes to mind. Rob and Justin, of everybody I know when it comes to Philly, Rob is on the mend here hoping that he didn't get the flu from doing an event where he was around uh, a lot of kids here because we know it's been going around the schools and whatnot. So my best to Rob and my shout out to Rob. I know if Rob was on the show, he would say a lot of stuff probably the same way and at the same time, I'm sure that he would he would not be maybe as kind or as calm as Justin because uh, time because there there is there that Philly blood runs deep with Rob and he is not a fan of anybody that comes into that neck of the woods. So both Justin and him very passionate about this team. Justin saying 31-17 Philadelphia here in Sound Bites of the Week where the fans take over the mic. Justin says Philly's gonna win this game. He told you why New England has a shot at telling me why they're going to win the game when representation Donna Cavino joins the show in t- at 10 a.m. Eastern time in just a few minutes. Justin, as always, I appreciate you, sir. I thank you for being a part of the show, and I guess I have to have you leave the show the way that you came in, which is this way. It kind of sounds a little bit like a church song at the end there. Justin, as always, well, you might need some Jesus in this game. I hope you enjoy the game. I hope you have fun. And even though we are not allowed to see each other during the game, I look forward to talking with you during the game. Thanks, brother. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch and uh, fly you a fly, baby. All right, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's all on Nick Foles and the team this time around. No Donovan McNabb and no Carson Wentz. Justin saying 31-17 Eagles. Justin, I appreciate you, brother. Have a good weekend. Have some fun, and I'll talk with you soon. All right, brother. Take care. Take Thanks care. For having me. Thank you. That's the fly Eagles fly side of the thing. I'm trying to figure out if the Patriots have a chant here. Page, let's have a Patriots fight song. Let's see what we got. Isn't it crazy that we don't know this? I don't think this is a real one. Yeah, I, that's that's T Pain. <laughs> you know, it would be it would just be like the Patriots to get T Pain, okay? No, you can't have T Pain. You got all these rings. You can't have T Pain. What is this one? Yeah, no, none of these are real fight songs. You know what I know the fight song is? This is the fight song. This is the real fight song. For the New England Patriots. Are you ready? This is the New England Patriots fight song. It's gotta be. Right? It's gotta be the Imperial March. Darth Vader's theme. 
How does this not make you think of Darth Vader and Bill Belichick at the same time? We'll take a step aside and we will get ready to have Donna representing the New England Patriots fan base. She thinks they're going to win. She's going to tell us why in a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, Carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513 or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, gotta take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name, so give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. The Market Diner prides itself on bringing the local community fresh ingredients that are better than going elsewhere. Open for breakfast, served all day, lunch and dinner with daily specials. The Market Diner is located at the Regional Market on Park Street, right across from Destiny, USA. For takeout, call 315-474-5247. The Market Diner. Local. Fresh. Better. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It is that time in the show on Friday's broadcast, you know what we do here, at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time until we say, that's enough. 
we play the sound bites of the week. Well, sometimes I found I find some sound bites around the country and around the world. And a lot of the time, what I do is I have some live interviews happening then. Well, with the Super Bowl being just a couple days away, I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate the Super Bowl and celebrate both sides than to have a representation that I know very well from both fan bases. So, Justin Turner on the show talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And now, for the New England Patriots side of things, we have Donna Cavino on the line here right now to discuss. And I told her I could not find a song for the Patriots. Fly Eagles Fly is the Eagles one. So, you know, I I felt like I had to get something for the Patriots, and this seemed to make the most sense. The Imperial March of Darth Vader. The Imperial March of Darth Vader. Can you not see Bill Belichick coming out in his hoodie to that song? First and foremost, Miss Donna, how are you today? Good, good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, is it fair that the Imperial March would be a good fight song for the Patriots? Um, I'm trying to think what else would make good sense. But being Belichick, he probably wouldn't want a song at all. No, he probably wants to come out to complete silence, and if there's a mouse in the corner of the stadium that's crunching on a piece of paper, he'll have to stop everything, go out, and come back again. He's pretty serious. So, what do you think? I mean, this Patriots team, you know the statistics of it all. We've talked about it. Eight Super Bowl appearances for Tom Brady with this one being number eight. He is 5-2. and two. Nobody has done what he has done up to this point. If he gets to six, he will tie the Pittsburgh Steelers in the entire history of the Super Bowl that have six. He will pass the San Francisco 49ers' entire history of the Super Bowl. He will pass the Cowboys' entire history of the Super Bowl. And it will be in history that statistically, once every three years, and sometimes it's back-to-back, but... Statistically, six rings in 18 years means that once every three years, he's hoisting the Super Bowl trophy, and almost once every two years, he's going to the Super Bowl, which cannot be said about any other quarterback in the history of mankind. What can you say about your Patriots team and about those statistics of their quarterback? Well, I think, I mean, he is probably the best quarterback of all times, you know, And I'm not just saying that because I I live in New England, although I'm biased, obviously. He's amazing what he can pull out. And and he does that with so many different weapons. I mean, this is not the strongest team that they've had, I have to say. But he manages. And he manages with, you know, good, you know, good, um, I don't know if it's his backs, if it's his uh, receivers, if it's Gronk. I mean... They find a way. I just think they're not as strong as they've been, but that doesn't mean they can't win. Okay, does that answer my the question? <laughs> yeah, and you, you said that you don't think that this is Tom's best team. What is it about this team that makes you believe that this one maybe doesn't stack up to some of the other ones? Uh, I, I mean, he has a lot of weapons, but I think, you know, with, with Gronk, well, actually, you know, with Gronk not being um, up to par, 
are, but then again, last year, Gronk didn't play in the Super Bowl at all, and they won. Um, I, I think it might be the offensive line, because he certainly has enough people to uh, distribute the ball to. I mean, he's got about three good running backs, and at least uh, three or four receivers. Um, it's I guess watching him this year, it's been a little more scary. Um, the comebacks have been great, but it's been nail-biting. So, is it the is it the offensive line? I don't know what it is. But I, I was going to say it's Gronk, but it isn't Gronk because he wasn't with them last year for the Super Bowl. So we look but, at this. We look at this Patriots team that you know this season. You look at the NFC side of things in the standings, and you say to yourself, okay. Philadelphia with Carson Wentz was really dangerous. Minnesota, without Sam Bradford, their starting quarterback, and without Delvin Cook, who could have been Rookie of the Year as their running back, both getting hurt and both being out for the season, there was this notion of, okay, well, Case Keenum can't do much of anything. He's a third-string guy, yet he led them pretty darn far. New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta from the NFC South of all divisions sent three of four, and the Rams, not the Seahawks, went from the West. So the NFC was wide open and a lot of different things going on where the AFC was not a lot of competition until you got to Jacksonville and New England. What did you think about, you and I have spoken about this at length, but to share on the air, what did you think about Jacksonville, New England? Did Jacksonville impress you? And were they the best defense that you feel the Patriots have played this season? Uh, yes. I think so. And I was impressed. I was impressed for about three quarters. And then I think they just fell apart. They, um, but they, they were great. I think they really, um, they played really hard against us. And I think they stopped us in ways that other teams haven't, but something changed. And I think and they were making mistakes. It got, I don't know. It's sort of like, okay, it's the fourth quarter, Brady and everybody's back again. I don't know. But it, uh, yeah, I was impressed with them. I honestly thought they should have won the game, um, Jacksonville, because uh, they were just playing better. But they were playing better the whole game. Speaking but, here you know, with... I, thought, I just... thought they gave a great shot. I mean, it was it was a really exciting game to watch. A little scary. This coming from Donna Cavino, a large representation of the Patriots. Why do I say a big representation, a large representation? Because she is right there in the thick of things in Massachusetts, so you can't get a better representation than that. I have to ask you this because you said this to me off the air, and I thought that it was interesting. You said there is no safe place to be a Patriots fan except for the state of Massachusetts. Elaborate a little bit on that. I think that... People in the country don't like us. I mean, they've got something to say about, oh, the, you know, the cheating, the this, the that. It's like, look at the team and look at how well they play. I mean, the other stuff, notwithstanding, but, you know, that's not what we focus on. Focus on what they look like. Focus on the job that Brady has done and Gronk, Gronk has done and, I mean, Edelman, unfortunately, is not with us this year. But, yeah, I think people just, they want to hate us. So they hate us. Oh, they cheat, they this, they that. Uh, and I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think it's just easy not to like them. And I think it's easy not to like Belichick because he doesn't give a lot, but he's a great coach. He's just not a real personable guy, and I think people really don't like that. They don't like Brady because they think he's a diva, you know? But you can't take that away from either of them. They're both great at what they do. And, when, and Go yeah. ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, no, I think they're a team. I don't know what it would be like if Bill was coaching somebody else or if Tom was coached by somebody else, but this is what worked for them. And people hate them. Now, when we, I don't really like Belichick either, <laughs> but I can't say he's not a good coach. He's a great coach. That's what, bad personality, you know? What, when, you, when you have a team that, that you love, that you've loved for such a, a long time with the Patriots, when Bill Belichick's the best coach that ever happened to the franchise – and arguably one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the history of the NFL, which makes people sick to their stomach because of his bedside manner. It's kind of like having a doctor that's great at performing brain surgery, heart surgery, hip surgery, knee surgery, any type of surgery. But when you wake up in the morning, he's just, you know, and you're sitting there in the hospital bed, he's staring at you like he's about to tell you it didn't go so well. And it went perfectly 100% fine, but his face looks like you're about to die. What is it about having him where he is so good? He's that great surgeon. He's that great doctor, but his bedside manner is terrible. I mean, how do you how do you take that as a fan when you know that you have the doctor in the house that's going to be the best of the best, but you don't want to deal with his bedside manner when you go in to see him for your weekly checkup? You know, I have to, I have to separate it because uh, he's not there to make me feel good, you know? He's there to coach a team, and he's there to do a good job. So I have to separate it. I wouldn't want to spend a minute with this guy. But I want him coaching my team. Um, just, yeah. I um, I mean, I've watched him over the years, and, you know, his face doesn't change. It's the same kind of flat aspect. It's the same we're going to Cincinnati kind of attitude. Let him have it. I don't. You know, I'm not looking for him to be a friendly guy. He's a good coach, and I have to separate him, or I wouldn't be able to watch the game. <laughs> As, you know? Oh, God, fix that hoodie. And, what does he think? Blue cage? I don't know. I don't know who he thinks he is. I mean, I, I always say that he, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Smeagol in a cave, but he finds ways to win games, and he does it well. I want you to uh, to give me your your synopsis of the game. What what do you think is going to happen? Any any noteworthy things here, and what you think the score is going to be? Oh, jeez. I think I think it's real important for Gronk to be visible, and um, for him to be that. You know, I think people are going to expect him to be the main target. Um. I think the running game is going to be important. They've got two really good runners, another another good back, too. But I think James White. Um, I'm hoping the defense can hold up because we got some really good guys on defense, but that's not their strong point. Um, if he passes, it's going to be long passes, and and it's going to be a running game. I don't know about the score. I think I'll go with... 28, New England, and 
All right, 28-24 in favor yeah. of the Patriots. That looks like a Patriots score. They have found ways to come back. Tom Brady looking for ring number six, which would tie him with the franchise that has the most, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who did it with multiple quarterbacks. This is only with one, and we have Donna telling us, from inside of Massachusetts, the only safe place to be a Patriots fan, why the Patriots will win this game and what it's like to be enemy number one. Do you wear it as a badge of honor at this point? Do you do you kind of like being enemy number one? Um, <laughs> you know, I let it roll off my back. I mean, you know, let them show what they can do. I don't have to say anything. But, you know, sometimes it's, uh, again, I mean, if we're the underdog, because maybe we are, it, instead of being the enemy number one, maybe we're the underdog. It'll make them play harder either way. And, you know, I mean, they've got something to prove. And the last thing that, that I want to ask you here today is what made you a Patriots fan? Because because obviously, you know, you're near and dear to my heart and, and your children are as well. And Nico said, I was never a Patriots fan until my mother. I said, what made you fall in love with the Patriots? He said, my mom. He said, my mother's passion and her love for this team and her connection to the team because I love her, it just made me fall in love with them. What made you fall in love with the Patriots? Um, well, I can't say that when I moved up here they were good, because they weren't. They weren't good. But, I mean, I grew up liking, because my dad, I liked the Giants in New York. Then, as I grew older, I liked, I liked uh, Buffalo. Then I liked Pittsburgh. So it didn't matter where I was living at that point. Then I got here, they were not a good team, but I really liked, um, I really liked the quarterback we had, his name was Steve Grogan. I don't even know if he won anything, but I liked him. And then, because everybody watched the Patriots on Sunday, I began to watch them. And I began to understand the game even better, thanks to my dad. And um, they, you know, they were starting to win. And they weren't always winners. You know, I mean, remember back in the 90s, they were pathetic. But I think when Brady came, it must have been, when Brady took over for um, Drew Bledsoe, I think it's just watching them. And I, you know, that's what people did. And I figured, all right, I could throw my hat in that ring, you know. And that's how it happened. I mean, it wasn't instantaneous. I mean, I watched them because I lived here, but they were awful. But it's, yeah. You just, you know, Brady came on and things did change. And they had some really colorful characters, too. I think I like that. But it wasn't instantaneous because, like I said, they weren't they weren't good in the beginning when I first came here. That coming from Donna Cavino saying, listen, y'all hate on the Patriots now for their success and everything that they've done, but true fans like herself went through all those periods like every other team feels like they go through now when they're facing the Patriots of when's it going to be our turn? Well, the Patriots had a lot of opportunities, seasons where they started 0-0 like everybody else and didn't make it anywhere close to the Super Bowl. One of my favorite quarterbacks ever in the NFL, one of my, I think it was my first jersey, was Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe was a really good quarterback, 
Doesn't have any rings or anything to show for it in that respect, but he was a hell of a player. And so just, and I know it's hard to remind everybody that there was a time where the Patriots were insignificant and they had to fight for respect. Now that they have it and people don't want to respect them, it's the irony of forgetting that they were the underdog a few years back before the Tom Brady era. It's hard because the last 18 years have been pretty damn good to Foxborough. But before that, it was a tumultuous time. So, just to give some knowledge and some thought, because it is very easy to dislike the team on top, just like the Cowboys of the 90s. Donna, appreciate it as always, and I thank you for coming on to the show today and for giving us your thoughts on the game. It is nice to hear from calm, cool, and collected inside of Massachusetts where there is the, like I said, the behind the enemy lines and in the belly of the beast, and then somebody like you, hopefully those people that are anti-patriot can hear you this morning and have some respect and some appreciation for the road that the Patriots took and for the fact that yours came from your father and your son's now comes from you in building that familial connection to the sport of football and to a team you love. Thank you as always. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You did great. You had a great time. We look forward to having okay. you back soon. You need to be the coach instead of Bill Belichick from here forward. Is that is that fair? Uh, I probably smile a little bit more. <laughs> that would be a good Maybe. thing. <laughs> and I don't cut my arms off my hoodie. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I don't cut the arms off, no. No, it is very Luke Cage of him. But as always, I appreciate you being on, being a, being a part of what I do, and and I, I appreciate your support. So I'll talk with you soon, and thank you, and I hope you enjoy Sunday. Okay, Dan. Good luck. All right, take care. Yeah, bye bye. Bye. That coming from Donna Cavino, she says her Patriots, who used to be the underdog, believe it or not, folks, twenty eight twenty four. And how can you not shed at least a tear for the family side of that thing? I come from an awesome tree. So does she. We'll take a step aside here for a fast break, and we will come back with more Super Bowl talk. Mike Sofka joins me. You know who he is. Fantasy football. We talk about it every week. Hall of Fame Fantasy Football.com. The guy that helps you out with your fantasy team with me weekly. Well, we're going to break down the Super Bowl because... We're just inches away. We're moments away. We're a very short time away from the biggest game in football and maybe, to a lot of people, the biggest game in the world every year. So, we've dove into why the Eagles fans think they're going to win, why the Patriots fans think they're going to win with great representation from Justin and Donna. Now, you're going to get the full fix of why Mike and I can argue Philly and why we can argue New England. That's coming up next. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Hey, Wake Up Call listeners, this is Tom Taylor, owner of Sammy Malone's, located at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, overlooking the beautiful Seneca River. We proudly open our doors to you seven days a week, beginning at 11 a.m. daily, with free parking. Whether it's game day, after work drinks, or a meal with family and friends, we are honored that you come visit us. Call 315-635-5407 for parties and catering. I'll see you at Sammy Malone's, home of the best sandwich in Beeville. 
Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalwear, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalwear. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to have you here on the broadcast, and it is very exciting for me because I get to be on the air around stuff like the NCAA Tournament, and, you know, the Olympics and the Super Bowl. I mean, these are just amazing. It's like a kid in a candy store for me. So, you know, this this thing comes around once a year. If you like the teams, dislike the teams, whatever. I love the people that go, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. That's funny thing. My wife said she was. She goes, are you going to watch it? I'm not going to watch it. And I was like, babe, you know you're going to watch it. You know I'm going to watch it. So, yeah, okay. I've covered the Jaguars on location, on site. For the better part of the last nine years. So if they had moved forward, there was an opportunity potentially for me to be in Minnesota this week. And, you know, that would have been great. At the same time, I got to host a charity basketball game that I've done for almost 10 years. And that means the world to me. I got to be in the community and do do events here in central New York. And I got to be home and be around you know, fans of the show and people that I work with and great companies and my wife and my dog. And that goes such a long way with me. So it's funny how people are like, oh my God, Dan, the Super Bowl is a Super Bowl. At the same time, there's so many things in my life I have to be appreciative of that, you know, yeah, the Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, but I'm happy to be here. Another thing that I'm happy about is the fact that my co-host is here with me, Mike Sofka. I know that he'll be a man of few words with this stuff. I've told him I loved him on the air before, and he said, thank you, sir, same. So we know we know that Mike is a man of few words, but, you know, he, he I love this guy. I really do. Uh, I took to him from the, the day that we started doing the Fantasy Football League. He was a guy that comes right up to you and says, hey, man, if you ever need any help with the league, you never need any, need any help with anything, you just let me know. Uh, him and I work together at the same radio station, WLBE 790 down in Flor- in uh, Leesburg, Florida for a little while. 
And that was thanks to him, you know, giving me a shout and saying, hey, you know, you should try and come over here with me. So Mike has always gone outside of himself. He's always helped other people. He's good to the people around him. He's treated me like family whenever I've been around him, as far as I'm concerned, sometimes better by just being really easy to talk to and hang out with. He has dedicated his time and asked for nothing to be a part of the shows on Friday. And so it goes such a long way to know somebody who is a good person and for everything that he's gone through and for having to be in the hospital this week. And, and I told him, I said, I don't know if I should text you or not because I didn't know where you would be. And I, and then my head said, if he was in the hospital and they were doing open heart surgery, he'd be like, yeah, hold on one second. Can you guys turn that monitor down? Because I got to do this uh 20 minute hit and then we'll be good to go. So you just turn my heart thing down. It's beeping too loud and they can hear it on the air. So to the man who doesn't make excuses, doesn't make apologies. And as much as he doesn't like the big time intros, or have have much to say about it, giving kudos to himself. I want to say that I'm thankful that Mike is here with me pretty much every week. I'm thankful he's been around me for almost a decade, and I'm thankful that he is here today in general. So you're going to have to accept this intro, Mike, because I really don't care if you like it or not. We love you, and I know the people appreciate you. So I'm happy that you're doing better. I hope that you continue to get well, and I'm always happy to share the airwaves with you, brother. Wow, I don't know what to say, man. Thank you. Awesome. I I, I appreciate it, and um, yeah, you, it is it is what it is, and uh, is what I enjoy doing. You know, some people enjoy uh, you know breathing. I enjoy fantasy football. And to have both, and to have them here on the air, huge, big moments, and an amazing thing that we get to do every single week, which is talk about something that's fun. And fun for you guys and, and fun for all the, the men, women, and children that play the sport. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And again, Mike, we're happy to have you here. So with that being said, I want to break down these games. And then I want to break down the value of the players in these games. So first and foremost, I want to do a devil's advocate kind of back and forth. You're going to argue why the Eagles are going to win the game. I'm going to go back and forth with you about the Patriots, and then we're going to flip roles. Does that sound fair? Yeah. All right. So you tell me why Philadelphia is going to beat New England. Well, Philadelphia's defense has been playing very well as of late, especially through the playoffs. They carry themselves well. And, you know, you look at the way Nick Foles has been playing. Nick Foles, you know, very familiar in that Reed Patterson offense. He has the ability to to lead the team. This is a guy who they had confidence in. If something happened, they could bring him back, and sure enough, they they did. And this is a guy who, you know, while he may not be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league, he's definitely a guy that fits the mold for what Philly's trying to do. Now, Philly's got a couple guys that may not be the top-line wide receivers. They got a couple guys that may not be the top-line running backs. But that's the same formula the Patriots are using, too. So this is a pretty good team. You know, when you got the likes of a JHIA and a LeGarrette and a Corey Clement in the backfield, you got options. Which guy are you going to follow? Which guy are you going to key on if you're the defense? Well, you don't know because they spread it around. Same thing with the ball when they're passing. Which guy are they going to target? Alshon Jeffrey? 
Nelson Aguilar. I mean, Torrey Smith, Matt Collins. They got options. And don't forget Zach Ertz. He's their answer to, to Gronk. So up and down mathematically on paper, while the edge goes to the Patriots, and that's solely based on the difference between Tom Brady and Nick Foles, I think the uh, Eagles do have a tremendous opportunity, a tremendous chance. They're playing with the chip on their shoulder. They like the underdog role. The fans like the underdog role. I don't, don't think you can find a dog mask anywhere in the Northeast United States if I paid you to go out and get one. You know, the Philly fans are emphatic. They're, they're passionate. And they have a right to be because their team plays with their with that same enthusiasm and passion. And they play like a team. There's not too many individuals on this team. It's, it's a lot of team. That's the way you beat. New England, because that's what New England does as well. They're a team. They have maybe that one guy, but everyone else is a team role player, and that's what Philly has, including their quarterback. They have role players. They have guys that'll step up. They have guys that'll sacrifice themselves for the team, and that's how you win Super Bowls. That's how you win championships is team play and great defense. That comment from Mike Sofka arguing why Philadelphia will win. I will rebuttal that. With New England. Well, the first part of my argument is it's New England. This is a team who whenever they're down, they're never out. Whenever you think that they can't, they absolutely can. Whenever you feel that you have them on the ropes and you are about to cancel out this game, it just doesn't go your way. The only team that has their numbers, the New York Giants, with Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin, and that'll never happen again because they'll never be in the same building again for the Giants. But maybe it'll happen for Jacksonville, and maybe it'll happen with Eli Manning down there. Who knows? But how to not blow a 28-3 lead over the Patriots? That's an article that I saw this morning. Guess what, folks? The Atlanta Falcons were celebrating. They had the game in the bag. They were up by 25 points. Three touchdowns and then some. The game was over. Fans were elated. All of these, I don't like the Patriots, so I'll cheer for anybody, fans, were ready to, to have a party themselves, hugging each other, ordering another beer, getting a wine bottle for the table, buying shots for everybody. It was a grand old time until the second half was played. The New England Patriots are a second-half team. They are a second-half surge. They know how to get things done. They're at the end of this. They're in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. They know momentum. They know how to change it. They can wait you out and strike. They're like a crocodile or a shark or a lion. They know that no matter how fast you run or how good you are, there will be a moment where you sit down to take a breath, and that's when they will snap. That's when they will bite, and that's when they will attack. The best team to face them this season the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs here. And I know they lost a few games, but I don't think that Kansas City, nor do I think Carolina, nor do I think Miami is better than Jacksonville this year. And statistics show it. You can argue with me back and forth on that. That was a game where Tom Brady waited it out. Now the Patriots, the other thing that they have on their side is the officials. But, <laughs> but, 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 if we take all that out of it and we don't discuss that, the third team on the field. We have to tell the facts as the way that they are. Tom Brady has made it to the Super Bowl eight times 
in 18 seasons. What One more, and it would be 50%. That would mean that every two years, he's going to the nation's biggest football game, the world's biggest football game. He is just shy. 44% of his career has been advancing to the Super Bowl. One out of every three times if he wins this year, he will hoist a trophy. Statistically meaning that every three years, he brings a Vince Lombardi trophy to Foxborough. No quarterback in history has done it, and nobody has done it the way he has. With Wes Welker, and then Julian Edelman, and then Danny Amendola. Interchangeable. Rob Gronkowski, and finding a way to get things done with him. Gronk is healthy. And you found out that you can't lay a hard hit on Gronk because you get called for unsportsmanlike conduct. Apparently, he catches everything. He won't drop. He hardly will drop anything. He's a giant linebacker, a tall version of a linebacker in the open field. And when you try and make him drop a pass, apparently you can't do that because you'll get in trouble for it. So you got Gronk, who is one of the best. And I agree, Zach Ertz is amazing. But Rob Gronkowski is that guy that you don't want to face. Like I said, he's a linebacker that has the height to be a receiver, and he is a pain in the butt to play and extremely physical. Very hard to get him to drop a pass and very hard to tackle. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and this defense does some good things and was able to stop Jacksonville in some key moments. And Philadelphia, they got a good defense, but not as good as the Jaguars. So New England... Looks like they'll be hoisting trophy number six in the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era. Now we will hit the rewind button like that. And we will start all over in the argument and flip sides. Mike, why will New England win this game? And then I will argue for Philadelphia. Well, first off, you know, there was a lot of speculation going into the last game, the championship round about the hand injury to Tom Brady and if you look it was on the base of his hand near the thumb where they got it taped up and I did uh, call up in uh, Patriots I, I, I did I, I have a contact up there and I talked to somebody on the team and I found out a little more information about that actually he was being fitted for a sixth finger so he could get that sixth ring on that same hand with the other five, you know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, you know, if you have Tom Brady, you have a tremendous uh, advantage. Tom Brady, it's taken me many years to say this. I'm going to call him the GOAT. I'm going to call him the greatest of all time. I have a lot of respect for the game. I have a lot of respect for the players that have played the game over the years. I, I like the history of the game. I like flashbacks to guys like Montana. I can go back even further when you go back to guys like Star and, and, and et cetera. But, you know, he's proved it. He's proved that he's the best. He's proved with the rings, and he's proved with his performance getting to those rings. I mean, it, it, it's funny. We talked about it last week when we said that this is a guy who down 14 points, not rattled, not nervous, and you and I both said at a certain point in the game, even though they were down, you were going, okay, here it comes, you know. You know it's coming. So that's a tremendous advantage, and that's got to be a tremendous advantage when you're a player, a teammate of Tom Brady, to know that no matter what happens, even if I make a mistake, I fumble the ball, uh, something bad happens, that's okay, I got Tom Brady. Tom will correct it. Tom will help us. Tom will get us over the hill. And he's done it with no-name players. 
I mean, you look at some of the players he's had over the years. Well, you know what? I know we're talking about this game, so let's talk about that. There's some no-name players. There's some guys that may not play on other teams. Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. These guys may not even crack the lineup on some other teams. Rex Burkhead, Deion Lewis, James White. These are not exactly uh, names that are tossed around the dinner table at most homes. These are guys that some people don't even know who they are. If we know who they are because we play fantasy football and we follow the game closely. But Tom's also the beneficiary having some of the best players in the game. And one of them is Rob Gronkowski. Now, Gronk gets <clears throat> hit, and he gets hit hard. But I call it the Shaq attack effect because, well, he's a big guy. Shaq used to get hit so hard in the paint that most guys, if they hit a, 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 a smaller, lighter guy in the same fashion, they would have been called for a flagrant. They would have been thrown out of the game. A fight would have started. Benches would have cleared. That's how you have to hit a guy like that. That's how you have to hit a guy of Gronk's size. That's how you have to hit a guy of Gronk's capability. Gronk's 6'6", 264, and he runs like a deer. He runs patterns well. He catches the ball well. He's not afraid to get hit. He's not afraid to deliver a hit. He's agile. He's got great hands. He, he and Tom Brady are on the same page most times, and this is a guy that most teams would want to have on their team. This is a guy who, when he's on the field, is arguably one of the better players on the field and definitely, hands down, the best tight end in the game as long as he's healthy. Now, he's been cleared a concussion protocol and he's due to be back, and this is a guy who is probably going to make the difference in the game. Well, you know what? New England also has another guy in the name of Brandon Cooks who they traded for who can stretch the field. He's not afraid to go over the middle, but they like to use him to stretch the field and send Gronk over the middle. He's a guy that can catch the ball. He's a guy that can get the big play when they need a big play. They need a 40-yard strike from Tom Brady. Cooks is the guy to go out and get it. Tough over-the-shoulder catch. Cooks is the guy who can handle that. Running the ball, they got a three-headed monster. Mm -hmm. Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, James White. You never know which guy is going to be the guy, and that's the scary thing for opponents. One of these guys is going to go off. Which one is it going to be? Which one are you going to pick to double cover? Which one are you going to focus on? I guarantee you, the best you got is a 33% chance because the other two are probably going to go off. And again, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's going to get the stats. He's going to get the yards. He's going to get the first downs which is going to lead them to touchdowns, which is going to lead the Patriots to their sixth NFL Super Bowl. That coming from Mike Sofka and his thoughts on why the Patriots will win. Now, my side of things is to argue Philadelphia, and I will do that by saying, who would have thought that they would make it? Who would have thought that a team who lost their quarterback, their glory boy, their prodigal son, would make it would be in first place in the NFC still, have home field advantage still, win against the Atlanta Falcons who are trying to surge late still, and move forward against the Vikings in an embarrassing game for Minnesota. Minnesota one game away from playing at home. First team to ever play at home in the Super Bowl. Never happened. 38-7. to Nick Foles? Did I not say on this show that Nick Foles could get three to four touchdowns and no interceptions in a game and nobody should be astonished by that? Did I not say that 
the old regime of the Philadelphia Eagles made a mistake when they got rid of Nick Foles right before Doug Peterson took over. Did I not say that back in the 2015-16 season, he was playing for St. Louis instead of Philadelphia? Played for Philly for three seasons and then was shipped away. What did Doug Peterson do? In the middle of the night, on a late night phone call, with his six fingers, he said, Nick, you're coming back here. Because I need a guy who can start for me if something happens to Carson. And I don't want to be in a position that this team was in last year when we did some really good things, but we finished 7-9. and nine, And our quarterback got hurt. And our quarterback didn't have the season that I thought he would have. I need a guy who's had the reins of a team, and not just any team, but Philly, and knows how to win in Philly, and knows how to fight in Philly, and be with these teams and these fans in Philly. I want you to be a part of my squad. I want you to show me what you can do. I want you to come back here because you weren't respected, and we let you go too damn soon. And Nick Foles said, you know what, coach? I'll come home. I'll make it happen. I've had my fun. I went to St. Louis. I went to Kansas City. I didn't get anything out of either of it except for experience, knowledge, and wisdom. But I wasn't getting wins, and I wasn't getting a shot at the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I got to play Tom Brady. But nobody thinks I'm going to win. Nobody's watching film on me. Hell, I heard this guy, Dan Satoro, was in a press box in Jacksonville. And... There are all these people that didn't know who the backup to Carson Wentz was. How did they not who now how did they not know I came back, coach? How did they not know that you and I made this decision to be prepared if Philly needed another leader? Oh yeah. And besides me, speaking from the voice of Nick Foles, this defense is pretty damn good, right? They could do some pretty awesome things. They have been able to hold their opponents in the playoffs to 17 points in two games combined. And we're talking about Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings, two teams that know how to score. What has New England done on their side of things in the playoffs? They've allowed 34 points. They've allowed double what Philadelphia allows. The defense is there. The quarterback that people forgot about that never really had a chance to love or hate because he wasn't there enough. He's back and has learned to save the day. They go and get Jay Ajayi? Really? Miami gave up the best player they've had on their roster in years? For what? Nothing. A late round pick? Wow, that's disrespectful. So Jay Ajayi comes in right as Corey Clement's starting to get comfortable and do some good things. Oh yeah, and there's this guy, LeGarrette Blunt who this team, the New England Patriots, threw off into the wild and said, thanks for everything you've done, we'll see you another time. You know, it's nice to win a ring with the Patriots. It'd also be nice if they respected you. And don't ever forget about a player that's been spurned. LeGarrette Blunt, he's an eagle now, and he's probably pretty damn pissed. And right there is Zach Ertz. Hmm, feels so good at Ertz. He is that guy that you don't want to play. Besides Rob Gronkowski, who's the guy that's that's the best receiver on a team? We can say what? Travis Kelsey for Kansas City. We could say Gronk for New England. And we say Zach Ertz for Philadelphia. 
There's not a better receiver out there, and he plays tight end. He is one of the most clutch guys that you will find. He's a pain in the butt to play. He's not an easy out. And for the Patriots that have to play Charles Clay every season, he's better than that. And Charles Clay is pretty damn consistent at times. So you have Ertz, you got a defense that's gotten better, and you got a coach in Doug Peterson that was smart enough to bring Nick Foles back, a coach that was a quarterback himself, so I think he knows a thing or two on how to play the position. And he was 7-9 in his first season with Philly and led him to 13-3, and almost doubled their wins from last season to this season. They don't have Donovan McNabb throwing up on the sideline this year. They got Nick Foles, who nobody thinks can do anything, who nobody expects to do anything. And the most dangerous person in the room is the person that you don't think has the capability of taking hold of that room. So, Philadelphia, you might be flying high, taking a Super Bowl away from the Patriots. And who's the only one to take a Super Bowl away from Tom Brady? The Giants? What division are they in? The NFC East. They like to spoil a lot of things, don't they? We'll take a step aside, and Mike and I will come back and talk about fantasy with you in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. The Penn & Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn & Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn and Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime.
The name Leeson Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome in your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats, or pre-game inside their walls. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. We're back here, folks, and this is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. On WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It is my honor and it is my privilege to be here with Mike Sofka, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub. It's how we always do it when it comes to fantasy. All throughout the season, the Wildcat Sports Pub has been your hub to watch the game, so I implore you to watch it there for Super Bowl Sunday and to enjoy yourself on Super Bowl Sunday with all their specials, a ton of seating, all the TVs, relaxable couches, places for the family, a kid-friendly sports bar, which is very difficult to pull off, yet they do it seamlessly. Shout out to the Wildcat Sports Pub and thank you to their support of what we do here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Mike of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com, myself, of course, of WakeUpCallDT.com. It is time for us to tell you who to buy into in this game. It's it's very hard to to look at this game and say, well, there's nobody, or you know, or or you know, the third string guy is not a good guy. I mean, these are the last two teams that are playing. But where is the value in the game? I agree with something that I saw today. While we were talking, I'm going to ask Mike here what his thoughts are, first and foremost. Mike, if we're playing fantasy, if we're betting on stuff, where are you putting things? Where are you putting the most cards, the most chips in this Super Bowl game? Well, I think the, you know, the the players that are the star players are, you know, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. And, you know, I'm going to count on that. Now, there's also going to be... You know, those guys, those gems, you know, you're going to sort through a, you know, a, a, a mountain of, uh, a, it's, it's like a needle in a haystack sometimes it feels. So, you know, you got, it's always good to have one of those guys as well. So if you're in some sort of extreme fantasy contest this week and you have some opportunities, I don't have to tell you to play Tom Brady. You know, if Tom Brady's Tom Brady. You already know that. And regardless of the dollar value or the penalty against the rest of your team, I think you have to roster Tom Brady. You know, even though Nick Foles is worthy of taking you places, Tom Brady's, I, you know, again, the greatest of all time. How can you let that guy sit on the bench? So you have to take a Tom Brady. Running back-wise, you know, for either team, it's almost a coin flip. It's almost throwing a dart at a dartboard blindfolded. Uh, you know, you never know which guy is going to be the guy. Is it going to be Deion Lewis? Is it going to be Rex Burkhead? Is it going to be James White? And on the other side of the ball as well, Jay Ajayi and, and LeGarrette Blunt. either one of those guys could go off, and either one of those guys can end up having several touchdowns. You know, they, they could be the short yardage guy. Both guys are sizable backs and, you know, capable of, uh, you know, getting you some points. But 
I think uh, running back wise, if I had to choose one running back, it would be Deion Lewis. I think they invest a lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of patience in Deion Lewis. He's worthy of that, and I think that he's going to be the guy that's going to be the supreme running back this week on the receiver end. I got to go with Brandon Cook. I think he's the best receiver on the field. I think Alshon Jeffrey is just as capable of Brandon Cooks. It's just they don't seem to be able to get him the ball. They haven't been able to prove that he's as good as a Brandon Cook. So look out for a Nelson Aguilar if you're looking for somebody deep, somebody who uh, you know is going to get the targets. Ever since they moved him into the slot with the addition of Torrey Smith, who they thought theoretically would stretch the field, Nelson Aguilar has been performing a lot better, and I think he's a lot harder to cover in the slot. So I think Nelson Aguilar may be your dark horse receiver. And tight end, yeah, I'd love to have Gronk on my team, but you know, if you need to go with a Zach Ertz due to economy, if you're up up against the budget, you know that Zach Ertz is a guy who you know is probably going to score a touchdown. You know, I think if Gronk's not on the field, you know Zach Ertz is the number one tight end to have. You know, and a real dark horse guy that if Zach Ertz wasn't on his own team, he would be getting just as much talk from us as Trey Burton. So there's a couple guys there you can count on. You know, I think the values in the Zach Ertz, but I think the, the, the easy play there on tight end is Gronk. So if you're looking for a guy to play in the flex, I think it's a crapshoot. You know, you you have six or seven guys, and one of them could go off, and the other six could not. So it's a bit scary on those regard on in that regard. But um, stick with what you know. Stick with what got you here. Stick with the guys who we know are performers and game players. A lot of times in Super Bowls, those guys come out of nowhere and shine, but it's real hard to find those. And, uh, you know, I hope you find one because that'll probably catapult you to win this week. Yeah, you know, looking at this one on my side of things and what I think fantasy-wise for you, you know, I think all the values in the quarterbacks in this, Tom Brady and Nick Foles, because Tom's going to do what Tom does and Nick Foles is going to have to match it and be superior if he wants to win this game. So, you know, Tom Brady's coming off of a couple TDs, no picks. Nick's coming off at three with no picks. So I like both of the quarterbacks and the value of this. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to cost you more than most. So maybe you go Nick Foles, but I don't think you're going to be disappointed if you do. Deion Lewis, yeah, I can see that on New England side, but I think there's a lot of value in James White because, well, he was the guy that scored three touchdowns in the last Super Bowl against Atlanta, including the game-winning touchdown, which some people still think wasn't a touchdown, but we know how it ended. So James White is is definitely a catalyst. you got to look at, it might not be the people that you'd pick every week, but it's the people that you'd pick in the big game. James White, you don't pick every week, but in this game, He's the type of guy that shows up. LeGarrette Blunt's the type of guy that shows up here because you know that Philly's going to want to hand him the rock to go up against the team that spurned him. So there's that. There's value in Jay Ajayi as well. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, he cleared concussion protocol. He's going to be playing. I don't think anybody thought that it wasn't going to happen. So on on that side of it, you know, Gronk is there. But like Mike said, you know, he's, now he's a pretty penny. So Zach Ertz, not a bad deal in this as well. Really, honestly, if you get either tight end or, you know, either side running back ways, I think that you're going to be well off and you're going to have something in this game to be proud of. Alshon Jeffrey, he's got some value on that side. I'm not a huge fan of the New England receivers, except for Danny Amendola. So Brandon Cooks, he has his moments, but Amendola, 
it comes down to who are the guys that I'm used to seeing show up in New England. If you go back and watch the tape, the Deion Lewis's of the world, yeah, do this, that, and the other, but it's the James Whites and the Danny Amendola's that you see in games like this and the Rob Gronkowski's potentially. And then on the other side of it, it's the Zach Ertz, it's the LeGarrette Blunts, and in all honesty, it's an under-the-radar guy that's got to get it done. And I think that might be Nelson Aguilar, who's still relatively under the radar. The Patriots are going to look to shut down the vets, Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, which will leave Nelson Aguilar open. And I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a pass or two that comes his way. If he misses those, Philly's going to lose. If he reels in, those those pen, watch the game. Those big-time, maybe over-the-middle plays that if they sail over his head and then they go for an interception instead of instead of a catch, Nelson Aguilar is going to have moments in this game to be a catalyst toward victory or a piece of the defeat. Watch the game. Watch the middle. Remember what I said. Not a bad value if he comes up doing what he needs to do. That is your fantasy advice for... Philadelphia and New England. The game is the Super Bowl. It is the last one of this season. And right after that, what are Mike and I going to do? We're going to prepare for next year. And we already have some stuff to talk about. We already have where's Kirk Cousins going and is Alex Smith really the right fit for anybody? All of that's coming up. Don't forget, folks, just because your fantasy season might have ended and just because the games might not be being played doesn't mean that Mike and I couldn't find something to talk about in the NFL every single week and then go up to God and go, could you add about six more weeks because we're not really finished with this. Mike, as always, of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. I appreciate you, good sir, and please continue to get well. I look forward to talking with you soon, and as I told you off the air, I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, sounds great, Dan. Thanks. All right, take care. That coming from Mike Sofka. We'll take a final step aside of the show, and we will wrap things up in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315 315- 702-4653 or contact us through our website lgweddingsandevents.com Looking Glass Events, giving you a reason to celebrate. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast today and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I look forward to having you back here on Monday morning where we will be Monday morning quarterback, and I guess, because we'll be talking about the game and which quarterback comes up with the Super Bowl championship trophy. Is it Tom's sixth in 18 years or Nick Foles' first in his second time around with Philadelphia? We shall see, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to give a bit special thanks to Justin, the representation of the Eagles fans, who said 31 to 17 Eagles, and Donna for the Patriots fans, who said 28-24 Patriots, and to Mike Sofka and myself, who went back and forth saying who would win the game, him arguing for Philly, so me rebuttaling with New England, and then rewinding and going to me saying that's, I think, Philadelphia. He thinks so. He, he Philadelphia, me, New England, and then me, and then him, New England, me, Philadelphia is how we did it. So thank you so much. Ed, that was a lot of fun. You definitely got to go back and listen to that one. That was a good time. So thank you to everybody. Thank you to Carvel DeWitt for the annoying moment of the week. Don't let the cold weather fool you. Get yourself out to Carvel DeWitt and enjoy a wonderful, amazing, scrumptious, Sunday, chocolate, vanilla, or a twist, soft serve, topped off with my signature, cookie dough pieces, and caramel swirl. Make sure that you get yourself some at Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. Thank you to everybody that came out to game show night last night. Shout out to Justin for doing an awesome job. Shout out to the all-you-can-eat barbecue buffet every Thursday from 5 to 9 during game show night, which is at seven, right smack dab in the middle of it, and the extension of happy hour into game show night now. So happy hour continues into game show night, all you can eat barbecue buffet and game show night every Thursday at 7 p.m. only at Muddy Waters in Baldwinsville on 2 Oswego Street. Look forward to seeing you there this week and look forward to seeing you upstairs on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. at Sammy Malone's for some return of wake up call trivia. So and so definitely want to see you out there have a great night enjoy the game have some fun enjoy yourself please be safe and make sure that you're linked up to wake up call on twitter at call dt facebook at wake up call dt instagram at wake up call underscore dt and that you come out and see two hours before game time tomorrow saturday february 3rd come see gene waldron and myself Dan Tortora at Lee's and Staggerwald for our pregame show. Get some great food, awesome drinks, and hang out with us for an hour. We're two to three at Lee's and Staggerwald, and that'll give you an hour to head up to the Dome. So we're two to three at Lee's and Staggerwald, and if you're going to the game, you can head up there with us at three o'clock and go see the game that tips off at four. So we'll see you at Lee's and Staggerwald at 2 p.m. Saturday, February 3rd. God bless you. Thank you to all the IC dads at Immaculate Conception and everybody that was part of the game. Truly appreciate you, and thank you for always asking me to do it. Thank you to the Bell family and to everybody over at Immaculate Conception and Mr. Mills, as well as Mrs. Lisi, who is retired, and to Father Ryan, who's always a good sport. God bless you all. I hope you have a great day, and I hope that you be good to one another. Please go on and buy tickets now because they are very limited, folks. 
Once I sell the pre-sale tickets, they're gone. Once I sell the VIPs, they're gone. So go on to cnypopfestival.com and you can click on buy tickets now and do it that way. Or you can go directly to cnypopfestival.eventbrite.com and buy your tickets. So many guests, more announcements to come. The time to buy your tickets is immediately. So do it right now. You're on the computer, you're listening in, or you're on your phone. So go to cnypopfestival.com and buy your tickets. Discounted for, for the door and VIP, very limited quantity. Buy your tickets now, and I'll see you this coming August. God bless you all, and thank you so much. I'll talk with you Monday morning, and I'll see you at Lees and Staggerwald Saturday, February 3rd at 2 p.m. Be good to each other.